back to Dearly Sphera. My name's Lysphera Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in, on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. Whew! Well, I've been busy, busy, busy. As all of you know, First Frost season is full of parties and gift-giving and obstacle courses, so my schedule's been swamped. I'm exhausted. Don't get me wrong, it was fun, but after the last party, I was ready to sleep for a week. Oh, and I almost did. I was at Delby Lithorn's first frost party, and he put out these vials of leaping potion for the guests so everyone could have fun jumping from tree to tree and grabbing gifts that he'd hung from the trees. But it turned out that when he went to get the potion made, the potion maker thought he said sleeping potion. Needless to say, the party quieted down pretty quickly once people started drinking. Luckily, I've made it a personal rule to never again drink anything blue that sparkles. Long story. So I wasn't affected. My brother Lenrel and I climbed the trees and were able to grab most of the gifts, which we then tucked under the arms of all the sleeping guests. If you're going to get accidentally knocked out by a sleeping potion, what better way to wake up than by hugging a new pan flute that someone placed on your unconscious body while you were sleeping, right? Also, I told Reuven I'd never report on the weather during this show, but can we talk about that blizzard that hit us the other day? I mean, I know you can't, but I'm going to. I don't think we've ever seen so much snow so close to first frost. Not as long as I can remember. I spent half of yesterday clearing snow from our front walk, when I wasn't running from snowballs being thrown by a snow golem that some young neighborhood wizards made. It was a lot of fun! We were all in on the fun! Them laughing and pointing, me running and falling face first into the snow. But then my friend Raedra came by and did this sort of side high kick thing that knocked off the golem's head, and I was like, oh no, the game's over so soon? Then she scared the kids away by threatening to kick their heads off too. Still all in good fun, of course. She was laughing the whole time. Well, she laughed when they ran away and one of them tripped and fell into a snowbank. Then she took me to get hot chocolate. Speaking of Raedra, we've got another letter from her. Raedra writes, Hey Liz, you left your mittens in my bag yesterday. I'm leaving them with this elf drinking stale frep milk who looks like he'd rather be anywhere but here. An elf who looks like... Hey, Reuben, do you have my mittens? Oh, thank you. Reuben has my mittens. Alright, what else did she say? Also, I forgot to tell you yesterday, but I gave Alefe that flute I hand-carved, and they said it was really sweet. So I just need to talk with you about whether that sounds like an I like you as a friend really sweet, or I want to kiss you on the mouth and go on grand adventures across Grevlon with you really sweet. Don't read this on the air, by the way. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Reuben, we can't... Can we... This is still live, right? Right. The live radio show is being aired live. That makes sense. Yeah, great. Okay, so anyway, I don't know if I said this at the top, but that was actually a portion of a play Raedra's been writing called People Make Mistakes Sometimes, and we shouldn't hold it against them, especially if they're our best friends. I told her she should probably shorten the title, but the point is, that was all fictional. So... Hope you all enjoyed it. And now, as per the time-honored theater tradition, we will wipe all memory of the play from our minds to be forgotten forever. Great, moving on. Our next letter comes from Delena. And then in parentheses, it says puddles. That's strange. Maybe they'll explain. Dear Lysphera, my name is Delena. Parentheses, puddles. I'm a shapeshifter. I can do a variety of creatures, but my specialty is a black cat. 
a little over a week ago, I was out hunting in cat form just to get some exercise when I got caught in a terrible storm. I went to take shelter in a nearby cottage where a lovely gnomish woman named Wally let me dry myself by the fire and gave me some food and water. I didn't want to reveal myself as a shapeshifter because, you know, some people don't really like shifters, but she was so nice that I came back the next day, as a cat, with some flowers for her. Since then, I've been visiting her almost every day, always in my cat form. She's named me Puddles. Oh, Puddles. Now I get it. And will talk to me about trivial things, like things she did that morning or what she plans on doing later. Anyway, my problem is, I know I'm deceiving her by not revealing my true form, and I feel terrible. But I truly see her as a friend, and I don't want to lose her. Should I just show up one day in my human form and make friends with her that way? Should I transform in the middle of her kitchen and shout, surprise? Any advice is appreciated. Thanks. Delena, parentheses, puddles. Well, Delena, I think it's a good start acknowledging that what you're doing is a bit deceitful and that you definitely need to tell her the truth. The question is, as you said, how? While shouting surprise is definitely one idea, it's probably not the best. You have to be ready for the likely possibility that she's not going to be very happy with this revelation, at least at first, so a full human appearing in her kitchen where a cat used to be might not be something you want to add to the situation. Showing up in human form is probably your best bet, but you do need to be honest with her about who you are. Don't just try to strike up a friendship without mentioning that you're the cat who's been visiting her for the past week. I say, just be straightforward and honest. You should be prepared to at least give her some time to think about it. Maybe bring a fruit basket to soften the news. Everyone enjoys a good fruit basket. No pemble fruits, though. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Pemble fruits have no place in fruit baskets. And I will stand by that. But hey, best case scenario, she thinks it's really funny, you both have a laugh, and then you've got a great story to tell at parties about how you met. Hope that helps. Thanks for writing in. I haven't met a lot of shapeshifters, but I actually had a good friend when I was younger who had shifting abilities. His specialty was a groundhog, so whenever we played hide-and-seek, all you'd have to do is just look for a hole in the ground and then dig a bit. <laughs> I think he works in irrigation now. If you're listening, hi, Danelle! We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with some call-ins. If you need some advice, just tell your speaking plant you want to call Sphera at the Towering Forest radio station. Now, a word from our sponsor. Have you ever been on a date like this? So, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm an adventurer, actually. Really? You seem surprised. Sorry, but you just don't seem like an adventurer. Tired of people not knowing you're a slayer of monsters? Maybe you don't have the look of someone who's jumped into the maw of a crocodanda and emerged with its heart in your teeth or who swum to the deepest depths of the Kraken's lair to retrieve an enchanted sword. Well, your worries are over. Victory, for adventurers, is the new scent from Kelbo's Apothecary that will let anyone know, without a doubt, that you are a great hero. With a strong scent of Chimera's blood and burnt metal, mixed with notes of bottomless chasm, rearing horse, and feeling like your parents will never fully understand what you do for a living, this scent will make sure that no one will ever mistake you for someone who waits outside of the dragon's cave holding the bags ever again. So run, don't walk, to Kelbo's Apothecary to pick up your bottle of victory today. Victory for adventurers, because only the greatest heroes smell absolutely terrible. We're back with Dear Lysphera. Just trying something new out, not sure if I like it yet, we'll see if I keep it. My name's Lysphira, and if you're just tuning in, on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. And if you want to call into the show, just tell your speaking plant you want to call Lysphira at the Towering Forest radio station. And here's our first caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, Lysphira. Hey there. What's your name? Oh, my name's Yura. Hi, Yura. How are you doing today? I'm okay. A little bored, but that's normal with my job. What's your job? I'm a professional damsel in distress. You Are you in danger right now? 
I... Do you need rescuing? Well... I'm sure I can call someone and they... No, it's okay. I'm a professional damsel in distress. I know what I'm doing. Okay. Um... What are you doing, exactly? Well, currently, I'm hanging out in this cave deep underneath a mountain. A lot of people don't know this, but most DIDs aren't up in towers. A damsel can be in distress anywhere. And this is your job? Yep. So basically, the deal is there's a ton of royalty, knights, adventurers, etc. who plan on rescuing a DID one day. But you need training for that. So the company I work for sets up these realistic scenarios for those people to use for practice. That's so interesting. And do you enjoy the work? Oh, I love it. I get to travel all the time and stay in all these interesting places. This cave's a little drab, but for my last job, I stayed in this beautiful cliffside cabin overlooking sea monster-infested waters. Oh, and the time before that, I got shrunk down and stayed in a fairy cottage in the middle of an enchanted garden. Well, Yura, I could ask you literally 500 more questions about this. Please send me your contact info so I could write to you, but we should probably get to the advice part of this advice show. So, like I said, I love my job, and I'm really good at it. I get requested a lot because I'm known for really hamming up the gratitude when the client finally gets to me, which makes them happy. You know, the last thing you want after pretend fighting through scores of enchanted war goblins is a bored damsel telling you that you can send your payment to the home office. I can imagine. The thing is, uh, well, so I've been with my boyfriend for like six months now, and when we met, he was super supportive of me and my job. Well, that's really great, and how it should be. I'm saying this now because I can feel a butt coming. I wouldn't be calling if there wasn't, but lately he's been kind of weird every time I get back from a job. Weird how? Well, like, he used to want to hear all about how it went, and we joke about how long it takes clients to solve a simple witch's riddle, or if the client tried to use an ice sword to fight a fire elemental, stuff like that. But now, whenever I get back, he's just like, hey. And then goes back to his wood carvings, and if I try to start talking about how it went, he'll just start asking me really specific questions about the client, like how I felt about them, or what they said to me. Kind of sounds like he might be jealous. That's what I was worried you'd say. I was thinking that, but I thought, eh, maybe I'm just making a big deal out of it. But then the other night, he started talking about whether I'd ever consider getting a different job. What? I know. He said it so casually, but it was obvious he'd been thinking about it for a while. I kind of just laughed it off, but now I'm mad. I really care about him, but I love my job. And he won't even talk to me about what's bothering him, but apparently now he wants me to quit. What do I do? Well, don't quit your job. I don't want to. Okay, I'm going to come up with a better solution than the one I'm currently thinking because I acknowledge that you probably don't want to break up with your boyfriend. Right? Right. Ugh, okay. I think your first step is getting him to talk to you. Confirm that it's jealousy or him disliking you traveling so much or whatever it is that's bothering him. I mean, for all you know, he's actually been charmed by an evil mage to perform their twisted errands while you're away for work, which is why he's acting so different. He's actually part elf, so I don't think he can be charmed. Well, not that then. But you need to figure out what's wrong. And, you know, ideally, you wouldn't have to bring that info out of him, but if he's not going to offer it up himself, you've got to do what you got to do. Okay, I can do that. So, what if it is jealousy? How do I convince him that he has nothing to worry about? Well, maybe you can do the occasional bring-your-boyfriend-to-work day. Hide him under the bed when the client shows up, or, ooh, have him lie on the ground and pretend to be slain and tell the client he's another hero who didn't make it. Oh, actually, that might not be great for his ego. 
but I get it. I can work with that. My next assignment is actually on this deserted island in the eye of a magical hurricane, and he's been talking about wanting to go to the beach. Perfect! Obviously, you can't take him all the time, and you shouldn't have to, but maybe just making him feel a little more involved in your work will help him understand it more. And if he doesn't, and he still wants you to quit your job, well... Dump him. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but... No, I will. Great. This was really helpful. Thanks, Lasphira. I'm going to talk with him tonight. Well, maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure when this guy is going to... I have slain the goblins and I've come to rescue you. Oop, gotta go. Oh, okay. Thanks for calling. Bye. My hero. What a cool job. I wonder what it's like to just sit in a room and get paid for doing it. Although, I guess that's kind of what I do. Wait. Reuven, I get paid for this, right? Reuven just did a so-so motion with his hand. I'm going to take that as a yes. Probably something I should have established earlier, but here we are. Oh, we have another caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Hi, Lysphira. My name is Kira. I'm 13 years old. I'm a centaur. I love to read, and I love horses more than anything. Well, hi, Kira. You know, usually I have to work to get more info on the people who call in, but you're an open book. I am. My mom says I'm an extrovert, but I think I'm an extroverted introvert on account of the fact that I'd rather spend my time reading than going to parties. Are a lot of 13-year-old centaurs throwing parties where you're from? Well, no. But if they were, and if I was invited, I would probably say no so I could stay at home and read. Well, I can relate to that. So why are you calling in today, Kira? So... I super, super love horses. They're my favorite animal. Some of the kids in my class call me a horse girl, but I prefer horse expert on account of the fact that I know so much about horses. Ask me any horse facts. Oh, okay. Um, how many bones does a horse have? Ask me something else. Oh, uh... Ask me, ask me about my favorite breed of horse. I wouldn't really call that a horse fact, but all right. What's your favorite breed of horse? My favorite breed of horse is the Andalusian horse. They have beautiful manes and tails and are very strong. The average Andalusian horse is 15 and a half hands at the withers. Wait, these horses have hands? 15 hands? No, hands is a unit of measurement for horses and centaurs. Oh, whew, that was a scary image. They're just so beautiful. Hey, I'd love to keep talking about horses and their hands if you want, but did you need advice about something? I just, I see these beautiful horses like Andalusians and I, I wish I could be more like them. They have these beautiful gray markings and I'm just a plain tan color. And their manes and tails are luscious and thick and my hair and tail are big and frizzy. They're so tall and majestic, and I'm barely three hands tall. I just feel so, so, ugh, all the time, you know? Well... You don't get it. No one gets it. No, no, I do. I mean, I've never wanted to look like a horse, but when I was younger, I would see all these beautiful grown-up wooden nymphs and just feel gross in my body. One time, I spent a week with leaves stuck to my face with tree sap and told everyone that I was actually a dryad. I had to stop after the tree sap gave me a rash. Oh, yuck. But what I'm saying is, so many kids your age struggle with how they look and wish they would look different or be different than what they are. 
it stinks, but you're not the only one. And honestly, it's not just kids. Sometimes I'll still see a dryad and wish I had a green tint to my ears, or I'll try to walk more gracefully like them. So you're saying it's always going to be like this? I'm never going to be happy with how I am? No, not at all. I'm just saying it's totally natural to have those moments. But tell me something you like about yourself. Not a looks thing, just something about you. Uh, I know a lot of horse facts. Do you? Yeah, okay, yeah. You know a lot of horse facts, and that's so cool. And who knows, maybe there's an Andalusian horse out there that wishes they knew as many facts about centaurs as you do about horses. Really? Sure. And as for the look stuff, I mean, I can say that it's what's on the inside that matters, and that's true, but I know when I was your age, I didn't really care about that. Yeah, I already started to tune you out as soon as you said that. But all you can do is find things about yourself to love. And know that you're going to grow and change, and before you know it, you're going to have hair and a tail even more luscious and thick than any Andalusian could ever dream of. Yeah, you're right. Good. Hmm. What? Oh, I was just thinking. There's this flock of pegasi that lives nearby, and I was just thinking on account of the fact that they're like horses, but with wings. Wouldn't it be cool to have wings? It would be pretty cool. But then you wouldn't be Kira anymore. Yeah. You're still picturing yourself with wings, aren't you? Yeah. Alright, well, it's okay to dream. Just try to remember that you're beautiful just as you are. Yeah, I know. I mean, I might not like how I look now, but I do know a lot of horse facts, which I think is pretty cool. If I had to choose between my knowledge of horse facts and wings, I would choose... Hmm, Kira? The horse facts. I choose the horse facts. Because that's what makes you you. Because that's what makes me me. Okay, thanks, Lasphira. No problem. Thanks for calling. Bye. Phew. Not sure how well that advice went over, but at least it ended on a good note. Reuven, I don't know if I can give advice to teenagers anymore. Even the sweet ones like Kira scare me a little. Wait, what? Hang on, listeners. Reuven's pointing out the window. I'm, I'm gonna go look. Raedra. It's Raedra. She's here and she looks angry. She's definitely upset that I leaked that scene from her play without her permission. Okay, well, I have to go. Probably out the back door. So thank you all for listening to Dear Lysphira. And, oh, right, what's next? Uh, no, Reuven, don't let her in. She's not allowed in here. Okay, next we have A Day in the Life of a Deer, featuring classic hits like lapping up water from a stream and standing very still while staring at you from the trees before bounding away. I hope to talk with you all again very soon, but until then, keep your chin up and don't read your friend's letter on live radio without reading it all the way through first. I gotta go. Bye! Thank you for listening to Dear Lesphira, which was created, written, and edited by Katie Siegel. Lesphira and the sponsor were voiced by Katie Siegel. Euro was voiced by Megan Kalberer. Kira was voiced by Alex Albanese. And I'm Nicole. Hi! If you could leave a kind review for this podcast, you can do so on the Apple Podcast app. If you do, Katie will build a snow golem in your likeness. We have Dear Lesphira merch. Check it out at teespring.com slash stores slash Katie Flies Away. For more Dear Lesphira, check out at Dear Lesphira on TikTok. You can also follow at Dear Lesphira on Twitter and Instagram. Or don't. Live your life. Bye!